When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. <laughs> JP, how you doing today, man? man? I am doing fantastic. Okay, so we've done two episodes in our entire eight-season career where we haven't been in the same vicinity, in the same building. True. So we're always across from each other within an arm's reach, a good loogie hawk from each other and yeah. uh, but life-changing event with the passing of van halen we did a special yep. bonus edition on van halen and as we record this today tomorrow is another life-changing event as rob's life-changing bl- rob's blues album becomes officially available for all ears it drops tomorrow wow. and uh today Drops today, oh, it drops as we're today, releasing. As we so release, we're talk about right. it like it's today, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, we are at the night prior. We can be honest. We're yeah. talking about it the night prior because um, yeah. we got that special uh, uh, VIP access to the project. So that's right. <laughs> so we have, we have, uh, we're going to talk about about this wonderful project. Um, so talk for a little bit there. Yeah. Right? Okay, so let me give the backstory, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk through a few of these songs. But this is a first of all, I'm gonna tell you up front. This is a shameless promotional plug <laughs> for this album because I have goals. I have goals with this album. I want this album to reach the blues top twenty chart, uh, and I think with our worldwide audience of listeners and our own personal networks, we can make it happen. So I'm gonna tell you up front. This is a tool because I want you to go. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes for this, and you can go there, and then you'll be able to, you know, get to it on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your uh, listening, you know, area of choice is. Um, but a little backstory on the album: um, I have been brewing a blues EP for the last couple of years, mentally, just going, "Man, I'm really feeling this. You know, I'm ready to do this. I would love to do this, <clears throat> and I really wanted to do it with." Uh, some other people other than myself. Most of the time when I make music, I make it by myself. Um, and I, you know, I do keyboard drums or, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. And I just make, make my own records that way. But I was like, man, I want to play with a band. I want to be, you know, get some other people's ideas in here and blah, 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 blah. So at the beginning of this year, I said out loud, well on Facebook, so it's not exactly out loud, but it's, <laughs> it's know, as loud as I, you can get. Yeah, I put it out there into the world, you know? I say, one of my goals for the year is to record a blues EP, and I want to record it at this specific studio in in Chattanooga, which is a really nice studio that opened up. Um, and uh, I was like, that's one of my dreams for this year. And so, uh, lo and behold, it is not very long before I find out that my best friend JP has arranged for that to happen for my 40th birthday. So... 
we go in in March and we have two nights in the studio. We prep these uh, six songs for this EP. Uh, I put together a killer band. We'll talk about them in a few minutes. Um, and uh, and so we we took a couple nights and did this like sort of the old fashioned way. We've talked about where you would book like three hours of studio time and track two full songs in that three hours. That's basically what we yeah. did, was it not? Yeah, it was perfect. It was great going there and just you know click track, set it, hit it, let's jump in, let's go, and uh, it was yeah. wonderful. So. All done so live did, together. Uh, so it wasn't play this yeah. part and you play that part. It was full band. Let's play it together. Yeah, exactly. As a, as a live performance. Um, and so we did all the basic tracking first night, lead vocal, lead guitar, uh, bass, drums, and organ. And then the second night, we added some like background vocals and had some special guests come in on guitar, yourself being one of them. Ta-da! Last and, minute uh, edition, made the cut. You guys... You guys finally get to hear JP Whale. Um, so he, he's got, let me tell you, he's going to first jump and then jive and then he's going to whale. So you guys finally get to hear that. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. But, uh, so man, it was really fun. And I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Arch Audio, uh, records, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Fantastic studio, great space, really nice gear. They've got this like, um, this Neve um, Genesis console that's like very few people even have. It's just everything's super nice. Their gears. I did some more tracking there actually this week um, for other stuff. Um, just doing some demos for somebody else. And uh, you know, they're using these old like classic telefunken mics and all these like ISO I mean, rooms. Just, There's like three rooms. It's set up real, yeah. real nice. Every Everything's just world-class. So shout out to Arch Audio. Um, and, uh, if you're in the East Tennessee area, I highly recommend them as, as a, as a good studio choice. Um, so anyway, the resulting project is called also ran blues man, um, which, uh, I couldn't help, but be a little self-deprecating. Dude, I loved it. I had to explain today to Kayla what also ran meant. Like she didn't know for those, there may be people out there that don't know, but like, if you're like, let's say you're in a, this is the best way I know that I explained it to her. Like if you're in a competition or like if you use a race, there's like first, second, like first yeah. place, so-and-so, second place, so-and-so, third place. And then it's like somebody that just is kind of in it also as an also ran, like as a competitor. Exactly. But, yeah, that's that's literally it. So it's like – Which is a know, great name for a blues like, album. That's mid- super, super uh, – middle, middle of the road, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they were there too. You know what I mean? I, that's <laughs> I literally just <laughs> – Spit water. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Oh goodness, that got me. In my, so in my head, something just clicked funny. And oh man, I was oh, drinking no. water at the same time. Anyway, it's good. Go ahead. We might we might be done here. But anyway, that's that's me in the pantheon of like great blues players. You know what I mean? You've got your muddy waters and your buddy guy and you know your John Lee Hookers, and then there's me. And so that's and what slow, this album and is. Slightly like, below Rob you know, blue, and slightly below Rob in blues. slightly below Rob in blues is Steve Va <laughs> as a blues player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I just wanted to be able to put something into this genre that has like really nourished me and given me, you know, something to love and enjoy over the years. And I, if I was, um, you know, if I was doing something other than what I'm doing, uh, which is like a ministry, you know, career arc. Um, I would definitely be playing in CD blues clubs everywhere, just trying to scratch out a living. And uh, so 
to be able to put this together has been a real treat for me. And it happened because of JP. Ah, JP made this dude. happen, y'all. So, so glad to be a part round of, of it. applause. Hey, Come on. all right. Well, man, you guys are going to love it. So let's let's jump straight in. Let's hear a little bit of it, and we'll talk a little bit about the the album and a little bit about who plays on it and some different things. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to right. play, and I'll just kind of we can kind of talk a little bit. First track. Uh, I'll have to put them in in post. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, first track, Way of the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, written in early 2003 and released originally on the very first Ali Mosier three-song EP. That's right. So that's right. Okay. All right. So in the college days when we weren't still roommates, I was already married, but we had been roommates, and uh, you know, and so this song is almost 20 years old, and I've been sitting on it forever. But this is the one that I went. I know this is a good blues song. <laughs> This is the song that I wrote. I'd written, you know, blues tunes before, and, and they had been, you know, okay. But I wrote this one. I went, that one's good. That one's good. So I've been holding on to it forever. I was like, you know, eventually one day I'm going to release this song. And so this was the first one that I knew, you know, would be on the album. And then I, I wrote everything else. I think I wrote for this. This was the only song that I had like previously written everything else I wrote for this album. So, um, so this one I've been waiting on and I, I think it came out great. I just love the way it came out. Um, should yeah, we talk too. about the band, I guess, as we're starting? Well, I'll, yeah, we'll get there in a second. But before we do that, I want okay. us to play the jingle of Stump the Genius, and I've got the quickest Stump the Genius game ever for you. So play the jingle. Here we go. Okay. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. It's time to Stump the Genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, we're going to play super quick Stump the Genius as it relates to The Way of the Blues. Now, I mentioned it was on a three-song EP. Do you remember the other two songs on the EP? Uh, let's see. I believe were they originals? They were, right? originals. They were originals. Yes. Okay. So one of them would have been called Trouble Sweet Trouble. No, that's that's coming no. up later. Not on the three song okay. Ali Mosier. Okay, on Ali Mosier. So then we, that, that would have been that would have been uh, Echoes. Echoes was number two. Good job. Okay, and then was Bob's Basement Bob's Blues. Bob's Basement other Blues number three. And I have as I hold into this an original three song EP Ali Mosier unopened, <laughs> wow. still in the wrapper. So from two thousand three. Wow. I don't remember what Austin Music Productions is. Is that your thing? Did you just kind of make that up? What is? Or is that where we duplicated it? It wasn't me. Is that that's, the guy that duplicated it? That's the guy that's it, duplicated yeah. it in Cleveland. He, he was our duplication guy. Okay. But yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it turned out he was like kind of a weird perv no, or something, right? No, that was the L and R. That was the other one. So that was the guy oh, that okay. duplicated okay, okay. the other one. So yeah. The alley the full length okay. Ali Mosier right. C D. But yeah. Anyway. 
Yes. Okay. All right, man. That was a quick stump of genius. We've got, uh, we've, we've done a few like little projects like that together. We did that one. We've got some, a bunch of just random songs. We've got the, um, you know, we've got the saw cud eek EP. That's right. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that. That's right. I forgot about that one. uh, I need to find that one. Yeah. Saw cud (laughs) eek. I forgot about that. And we've got a 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 1.21 gigawatts, which is, I think, did we play part of that in an, in Maybe. our, um, if not, we'll, power of love episode? We should have. If not, we'll find a way to, to throw it in there. Yeah. And, well, it's, we did a yeah back to the future deal with 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts where we took a bunch of samples. Actually, this is a great story and I, this is a good a time as any to tell it. So when I was, um, I wanted to pull some samples from back to the future when we were recording this song called 1.21 gigawatts, it was just an instrumental, but I wanted to put some samples from the, um, you know, samples from the movie in. I didn't really have a good way to do that. I had a digital recorder, but it wasn't digital in the way that you think now that it's a computer and you just plug into an interface. So what I had was a DVD player and I had, um, there wasn't a digital way to be able to pull these, um, you know, these sounds in. So I used like analog cables, um, and, uh, just used like, you know, the red and white RCA cables to go from the back of the DVD player into the inputs on my, uh, you know, recorder. And, um, I later find out that there's a technical term for this, um, using analog to like basically skirt the limitations of digital. You know what I mean? You weren't, you weren't really supposed to do it. So like whatever. So you you could use analog gear to do it. Um, and I learned later that that was called the analog hole or (laughs) the a hole for short. That's great. So, uh, I was able to use the a hole to get some good samples. (laughs) That's good. So yeah, we did that one. We did, uh, the little drummer boy. Which we had that. That's we right. We had a Christmas okay. one, Little Drummer Boy. And then we have yep. a full-length yeah. instrumental album out there. That Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We should, you know what? We should upload that to Patreon. We might. We should upload we, the full Ali Mosier instrumental album to Patreon. We should. That should be our, yeah. our gift to That's, the world. Let's do that. Our gift to you guys. That's yep. And we got we uh, a, We'll make sure we'll go through and make sure there's not something that's absolute garbage on it. But no, we'll, it's going up uh, all yeah. of it. And then uh yeah, so there's anyway. And then we got, <laughs> we got a version of Addicted to Love, which maybe you'll hear a little later. Too, if we talk about that, yeah, yep, yep. So, anyway, it's just some, some lots of S-plus stuff. But anyway, that. this was uh, this was on the first one. So track one, yeah. way of the blues. Um, yeah, tra- track one, the way of the blues. Track two, uh, sneaking um, is what it's called on here. Is it? Does it have sneaking. zombie blues yeah. in parentheses? Because that was what it was originally. It called. is. Yes, okay. it's it's yes, it's sneaking parentheses zombie blues. You know, I had to get some Rob parentheses loves some parentheses. Here, so. so yeah. yeah. So um, some slide guitar brilliance by you want to talk about him? You probably yeah, know him Colby. better than I do to talk about this. Yeah, one. so Colby Tao came in and played some uh, incredible slide, uh, nasty, swampy slide guitar on track two. And uh, he's a guy that I met. He lives here in Chattanooga. I met him at this uh, local Monday Night Blues Jam that we have. It's like a standing thing. Um, and it used to be held at the Songbirds uh, Guitar Museum. They had a stage, uh, what they called the South Stage, that was on the on the first floor. And um, and then Songbirds closed last year due to COVID reasons. And that really sucks. Um, but now they've sort of resurrected the Blues Night. Anyway, he was a guy that I met there. Really liked the way he played, and uh, and I and I thought this would be a great track to have some slide on. So I called Colby. He comes in on the second night and just lays in his slide on this and uh, one other track that we'll talk about later. And uh, just did a fantastic job. Not great. Great. Killer tone. Um, for some, for yeah. like, it's, they were 
finagling and negotiating the tone work on that because he used the studio amp, you know, just came in with his slide yep. and guitar and then just went at it. It was great. So. Just crushed it. So check it. He's got he's got uh, some solo stuff out there. Check out the Colby Tow Band, uh, K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-W-E. You can check out his, uh, his album. Uh, it's available to stream anywhere you want to. If you like, if you like his picking on that one, you might just like his solo stuff as well. So go check out the Colby Tyler. And there's something else I want to highlight on that. I love the way, and we'll talk about. We're gonna do a meet the band section. We'll probably break it up like in the middle. Like we'll do it after track three, and we'll stop and talk about a meet. We'll do a meet the band section. But Jansen Farrow, okay. who plays keyboard or organ mm. on this, love the way he yeah. doubles the line on the riff on that. Sounds real good. So absolutely highlight on on Jansen there. It's real tasty. So yeah, got to use a. You know, in the age of like using studio plugins to emulate everything, you know, he got to use a real um, Hammond B3. B3, Oh man, you know, in the in the studio, just sounds gorgeous. And so that's real organ you're hearing throughout, um, and it's just beautiful, mic'd up like stereo plus one, Mm -hmm. so that it's got a left, a right, and then like one for the bass. So yeah, yeah, it was meaty organ, especially on this track. Yeah, it's great. Um, Track three. Um, overwhelmed, uh, man, this is, this is a great buckle in. Oh dude, that's right. This is the, uh, saddle up your horses. We got a trail to blaze. (laughs) This is the, uh, this is the Pink Floyd section of the album here with, uh, you know, your extended jam sections and it's wonderful. This has my favorite Rob vocalization part of the album. If you'll go to minute two. Oh really? Yes. If you go to minute 221. Um, and you can hear the way he does the, I should, it's wonderful. So go to 221 and hear how he says the word <laughs> I. That's the best vocalized line in the whole album is the word I at minute 221 on this song. So it's wonderful. This one is probably the most straightforward, like, you know, everything I do is, and we've talked about it before, you know, you and I both grew up in the church and, and most of our musical experience has been church related. Um, you know, and so I couldn't, I couldn't do a whole album without some sort of acknowledgement of that. You know what I mean? So this is the most sort of, um, like I'll say gospel tinge, you know, (laughs) thing. And that's not, uh, I don't, I don't think that's at all like, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, hard to reconcile with a blues album. You know, I, I was listening, I was listening to a, um, a tribute album to blind Willie Johnson earlier today. And it's, you know, all these like current, it's like Tedeschi trucks, um, you know, all these people doing who are like modern, you know, Mm -hmm. blues artists, uh, or not even modern, but like Tom Waits is on there and, you know, but they're covering all these, all this guy's classic, um, blues songs, but they were all like the straight up gospel songs just set to set to blues, but they, you know, it's been classic. They've sort of, gone hand in hand in a lot of ways gospel and blues so this is altar um, time so this is, this yeah, is altar time yeah. for you guys it's got, it's got some time in there to like you know reflect <laughs> and just and just dance it out whatever you got Cry you know, it out whatever, or just right? yeah yeah um, it's, it's wonderful so, but this is by far the longest track on the album it's it clocks in at like 11 minutes 11 and a half minutes something like that um, it's really, this is the one it's I said. It's an investment, just, but it's good. It's worth it's it. It's an investment. I like that. Yeah. We just said, we're going to, we're just going to crank it up and go for a while. I've always loved, uh, sort of an inspiration for it. The ending of, um, the Beatles song. And I've talked about it before when we covered, uh, Abbey road, when we cover, uh, or when we, no, it's not on Abbey road. It's on uh, let it be. She's so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you parentheses. She's so heavy. Uh, and it's got go. this, uh, 
it's got this ending that just sort of drones on and on and on. You know, they just got this cool riff and they just play it a whole bunch of times and it keeps adding layers and layers of like noise and just stuff, you know, coming in. It just keeps getting a little bit louder, a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And um, so that was sort of the inspiration for this. Somewhere between She's So Heavy and like a Pink Floyd jam, like a, um, um, uh, what's the... um like a, the comfortably numb, you know, solo section somewhere in, in between there lives this song. That's good. So, yeah. And I think that's a great segue into meet the band because the dynamics that Aaron and Nate bring uh, underneath you are fantastic on this. So let's, let's play the jingle. Let's play the classic meet the band jingle and let's meet the band yep. from this album. All right. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Guys, we're gonna meet the band that played on Also Ran Blues Man with Rob Alley. And we can uh we can speak with some authority on this because we actually know this band. Yeah, we so, know like, these guys and we uh we said so on, these these things are all verified. <laughs> on drums, Aaron Ralston of the black of the band Glass Hammer. Uh now this yeah. band's had a lot of different lineups and lead singers throughout the year, one of which was John Davison, who's now the lead singer yep. of Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, that's yeah. that's a pretty big band, um, and he was a bass player also yeah. in a band called Sky Cries Mary. If y'all pick up one Glass Hammer album, I suggest uh, their fourteenth, yes, their fourteenth album, which is called Ode to Echo. <laughs> it was the first one to feature Aaron on drums, mm-hmm. and it's got a great co- cover of the Porpoise song, um, which is fantastic on there. Um, also, this album was mastered by a guy named Bob Katz, the Ode to Echo album, which Aaron played on. Um, and he's a Grammy Award winner. His first Grammy Award winning thing was he did something for Ben Kingsley, who did the words of Gandhi. So there you go. So (laughs) (laughs) funny. Yeah. Okay. So he's been around the business. Um, and I've heard, I listened to a lot of the recent Glass Hammer stuff, Scalagram, Into the Breach. I mean, it's prog. It's a female rock vocals over, over the proggiest of prog. And, uh, and Susie, Susie Bogdanowicz, she's got some pipes. So it's really good. So Aaron, yeah, Aaron, killer drummer. Um, I love the stuff he does on this, on this stuff with, with Rob. So, um, on organ, the aforementioned. So tasty. And Aaron and I have known each other for probably, uh, uh, close to 25 years, he used to beat me in uh, church drum competitions when I was a teenager. So uh, we we've known each other for a long time. We had you know we had we we made friends early on as uh, as as rivals you know, drummers. <laughs> yeah, as as rivals, but who were like you know we were we were pretty chummy immediately. Yeah. And so he's and he's played with me in several different sort of incarnations of of things throughout, but finally got to get him in the studio on this project. So that was a lot of fun. The classic uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird of music. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> except, Hardly. except y'all are, yeah, I was going to say, except y'all are both uh, Larry Bird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. There's uh if, if, if we're going basketball, if he's Larry Bird, uh, then I'm more like a Danny Ainge, uh, Kevin McHale. No, not even no. That. Let's go. No, <laughs> not not on drums. No way. Uh, let's go with more like um. I'm, who's the guy that? Uh, who's the guy? That, I'm like a Brad Doherty. <laughs> Cavaliers. Know? There you go. Yeah. Oh, you could be yeah. Bill Cartwright. There, Will Purdue. Bill. Car- <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Will Purdue. There we go. Yeah. Um, That's me. Yeah. Oh, Detlef Shrimp. 
Okay, just, I just like saying that name. Okay, on Oregon, Jansen Furrow. Um, y'all remember Jansen from our episode 219 um, where we talked about uh, yeah. September. So we had Jansen on season September. two, uh, episode 19, uh, part of the three musical gingers, yeah. if y'all remember that. So he's uh, That's right. done lots of stuff with uh, Farfling Tin Can, um, also filled in as a drummer. Yep. A time or two with the greatest wedding band ever out of East Tennessee, known as Biscuits and Groovy, uh, which featured uh, Rob JP and Brandon Hollander on guitar. (laughs) Um, Tasty Chops. I I talked about my favorite, uh, my favorite riff um, from him um, on Sneakin'. Also, probably most known as Clark's friend from American Idol. So, those of (laughs) y'all American Idol fans um, who followed Clark Beckham. True. Uh, Jansen Clark is, is Clark's season friend. Season 14, I think. Yeah, Clark's friend that they showed. That's literally what they put him as on the yeah. American Idol thing. It just says Clark's friend. Yeah, it's amazing. So, cool. Yeah, Jansen is a, like an incredible musician. Uh, he's been around the world with Farfling Tin Can. Um, he, um, he plays with some other groups, and we've done a lot of stuff together musically here and there over the last five or six years. Um, and... Um, and he's uh, he's played with you, some of you guys may know Brooke Simpson, who is currently a finalist on America's Got Talent, was also a finalist on The Voice. Uh, I think she won second on The Voice. I think she won runner up on The Voice a couple years ago. Um, and he's been around the country with with her as her like MD and lead musician and all this stuff. So he's he's great, man. So getting him giving him a chance to cut loose on a B3 uh, was, you know, was a whole lot of fun. That's cool. Um, on bass, uh, Nate Claggett, bass Claff Nate on Instagram for all things yep. Nate, but this guy is nasty. <laughs> um, he has my favorite yes. stank face in the bass industry. It's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. He played a tasty Fender jazz bass and has the perfect blend of patience into nasty chops and riffs throughout this entire project. So um, he, he really complimented the project so well. You can count on Nate once a song to drop in some lick that makes you go, oh, oh, <laughs> there, okay. there you are. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you could just count on it. Yeah. Dude. He's going to, and he'll go, my favorite thing about, my favorite thing about the way that Nate plays is like, he'll sit back and he'll play super tastefully. And then he'll go off on some run that'll last like two full bars. <laughs> It'll be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll just be grooving, boom, doom, 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 doom. And then he'll get off. You know, it's like, it's like, are you going to land this? Are you actually going to, you know? And he always does. And it's always so tasteful. And then you're right about his stank face, dude. If y'all, y'all need to go check him out. Just look him up on Instagram. Twitter and Instagram at BassClefNate. Because he'll, he'll get in a stank face. So that sets in so hard. You're not sure that he likes you. It's anymore. permanent. It's locked. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. when he goes normal face. It's when most people do stank face. So right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's, it's a good video to check out too. Um, he's got a great video of him and Jared Gregory, a drummer, doing a cover of Dua Lipa and Baby's Levitating. It's on YouTube. Look it up, and you can see Nate uh, kind of let loose. It's real good. So. Um, so that's yeah, the, he crushes through this whole project. We got a nice tasty spot with him actually in the next song, which we might as well go ahead okay. and segue to. Yeah, go into um, it. Sounds good. Cause, and now we can start talking about guest, guest instrumentalists sure. and stuff. But, um, so the next track is called, thank God I got the blues. And this is sort of the reset to side two, like, um, you know, side one fades out 
with uh, overwhelmed, you know, just going and going and going and going and going a little breather. And then we've got this nice little groove to kick off side two, which is thank God I got the blues. A, a fictional tale of uh, two people, you know, finding love uh, by both being sort of down and out, you know, yeah. and uh, finding common camaraderie in the blues. Um, and um, and the way this song ends, um, we sort of break everything down and Nate really just gets a few a few moments to himself with some real light guitar, a real light, like just drum loop in behind him, but it's just sort of Nate grooving. Uh, and that's how the song ends. And I really love it. Dude. And his tone is so, he brought some really crunchy, um, everything from like super nasty tones yeah, we're, to just real We're, we're in the control room like, maybe want to tone down a little bit. <laughs> a little bit aggressive, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's good, man. He never had much of nothing. So uh, that's uh, that's Nate's like s- sort of solo moment on the thing, um, and uh, thank God I got the blues is also one of my favorites because it's got uh, my like BFF since middle school, Robbie Wade. You guys have heard him on the show. Uh, he's hosted, co-hosted our Van Halen episode um, and our um, Blue on Black with Kenny Wayne, Blue Shep- on Black Kenny Wayne Shepherd episode. Yeah, and uh, so. He finally, you know, of all this recording that you and I have done, Robbie, who we've both been in stuff with and have been in bands with forever, you know, and done stuff with musically, he's never got, he's never, it just has not happened where he's been part of the recording of, you know, he, he stuff played on, uh, uh, the, what is the, that song that I did? The, um, it'll, it'll come. Are you talking about, yes, uh, another, yes. I can't Mother Riffin song. Mother Riffin song. Another That's what it was Mother called. I was trying to remember what yeah. it was called. I was trying to remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, other yeah. than that. That's true. He did play on that one, but, but, uh, you know, um, so I, I, I definitely, I wanted to bring Robbie in and you in for sure on this project because I wanted y'all to be able to like pull up something on iTunes, you know, and be like, that's me. Like that's, you know. Uh, that's, that's me on Spotify. I'm on, that's me on that track. And so, uh, you know, to get to bring Robbie into the studio to hang out with us and then, you know, lay his Robbie, you know, immediately when Robbie comes in, it's like Robbie as a, as a minute two minute two eighteen, and Robbie comes in a blazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's coming in the door. Yeah. Like it's, we joked before that some people come in like in a tuxedo, but Robbie comes in like not even wearing a shirt. He's like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm busting through the door. That's right. Like, <laughs> That's right. He comes in. He comes in like Rambo. You know, his like, he's, he's, <laughs> you're right, shirtless with a thing tied around his head and like bullets. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bullet uh, vest or whatever. Like the the what do you yeah. whatever you call bullet sash. Uh, and uh. his his chops his chops enter the room. You know, thirty seconds before he does. That's right. Um, and you're so like, hear, just, you can hear the helicopter. Like here, that like the helicopter for Rambo. It's like it's Robbie's intro, and then he walks in. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, dude, just go. You know what I mean? Just have fun and go. Um, and I'll say this: if we want to do a little a little theory, this is a sort of a modified blues uh, format. So um, 
your standard blues progression, what they call the 12-bar blues. Uh, and that is uh, really, I'm trying to think, actually, none of the songs have really had this progression yet. Even though they are all blues songs, uh, we haven't done a 12-bar blues yet, truly. Uh, but this one is 12 bars, but typically your pattern is going to be a one chord for the first four bars. Sometimes uh, sometimes they would, you do what they call a jump blues, which is one, four, one, one. Or quick change. Um, yeah, or quick change, yeah. Um, and then then the second set of four bars is four, four, one, one. Um, and then, then it goes five, four, one, one. Or five four one five if you're doing like a turnaround kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> this one is in the key of D, and so normally it would be you know if you think of like Sweet Home Chicago, right? You're going, come on, that's on the one, baby, don't you want to go through three four four two three? Come on, four do 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 one do 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 then to the five do 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 four do three one do 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 you turn it around okay so this one instead of doing that it's the same number of bars and it's basically the same tonality but it's got some alternate chords um and it's starting on the one and then instead of the four it goes to the flat six it goes to a b flat chord like a b flat seven chord um then back up to the D and then it goes instead of five, four, one, one, it goes flat six, flat seven, one. So it's going B flat C D. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's a, it's just kind of an alternate, uh, you know, alternate tonality, I guess, but it still kind of keeps you in that. It's still something you can just play a D blue scale over and you're fine at all times, you know, or you can choose to, there's a couple spots in there where I got a little more like, modal with it and sort of you know follow the chords a little more truly than if than just a deep blue scale it gives you that option too so i really enjoyed that some something i heard on some old like blues brother stuff um and i thought oh that's cool i'd like to you know i'd like to do something kind of around you know something like that so that's uh thank god i got the blues featuring robbie wade yes wonderful um and then that goes into what is the single, what I would call the hit off the album. It's the one that if y'all have heard anything off the album before, it's been this because this is the one that Rob released as the single. Uh, Wheelhouse, uh, the na-na's at the end. If you don't stick around for anything, catch this. Um, and the last minute of this song is the melodic solo section that every album needs. I love the melo- the the melodic tone that you play as the solos over the last part. I would kind of categorize it as the it's the Layla outro uh, section of this album. Even though it's not, coming, <laughs> it's very tasty. Um, it's yeah. very singable lines over piano and keyboard chords. It's it's real nice. So I love this song. I love everything about this song. So it's wonderful. Yeah, this one, um, this one is a true story. This one's, you know, I wrote this one for my wife. And so, um, you know, I wanted to do something nice and tasty. It's my like, um, uh, journey lights or like, Hey Jude, you know, or, or even like a, a long December, yeah, you know what I mean? You just want that, like, it's the nanas. You want the lighters in the air moment. You know what I mean? That feels good. And to me, this is the 
the the quote unquote closer for the album, right? Like this to me is technically speaking like the last song on the album because the next one is a is a jam thing and it it just feels a little this to me for like the purposes of the album is, is a good the closer. end of the it's, album it's, and the next one is like a bonus track, a bonus almost, track. You know, it's good. Yeah. Um, so cl- you know, just closing sort of the thoughts and the feel of the album I like this one, and and the album version. If you've heard the single, the album version is extended. So the the solos double length, the the ending is extended, um, and uh, you know we cut it down. We c- had to cut it down for radio, you know. Um, so <laughs> that's, okay. uh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, actually, if you're listening to this on release day, this will be available afterwards as well. But if you happen to be listening to this on release day, um, we got to do a thing for my local NPR station called Live from the Library. And the Chattanooga Library has a has an awesome studio, too. And so we took the full band in there and cut some straight up live versions uh, of us, just, you know, the four of us um, doing most most, if not all the songs off the album. Um, and then went and did an interview, blah, blah, blah. And that's going to air at three Eastern on Friday, September 3rd. And then it'll be available on the WUTC, uh, website after that. I think it's WUTC.org. Um, and it will live there in perpetuity, a live, live version. And who knows? I haven't heard it yet. So I don't know if it's any good, but (laughs) if it comes back and it's good, we might just throw up the live versions on, you know, as a, as a, as another album or a live cut or something. He's going to listen to it and they're going to be like, they've overdubbed his solos with someone else that's just like, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) yeah yeah they uh good time here to also because of the next song i left some stuff out about robbie i wanted to talk to him about uh, as a supporting musician okay the guy that played on thank god i got the blues founding member of frank poncherello and the chattanooga blues which became shortened <laughs> to the chattanooga yep. blues which is arguably the best blues band to ever come That's out right. of east tennessee uh, in the early 2000s um, featuring uh, Robbie, yes. Rob, me, and Chad Cochran on drums. Um, and with Rob, as he mentioned, and his That's guests right. on the Stump the Genius helped uh, pin the smash hit Trouble Sweet Trouble. That was a Chattanooga Blues song that, that Trouble Rob, Sweet Trouble. Robbie was in on. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want to leave right. him out. And I've been in, I, I've been in more more bands and projects with Robbie than I can even count. Oh yeah. I forgot uh, about, you know, I meant to mention, uh, with, I think Robbie Wade and Crimson guard. I forgot to talk about them. That was the band that played it. Right. Robbie Wade and Crimson guard. Yep. Uh, we, we were in brain, brain freeze, freeze together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we've, you know, we've, we've been whatever. So for, to, to finally get Robbie on an album was important to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I wanted him. I wanted him to have that, and I wanted to have that with him. So that was really cool because Robbie now is like he doesn't he doesn't get to play music as much anymore. He's a cop. He's out there protecting the people, you know. So like you know, I wanted him to give the give the um, you know give it a go in the studio. Give the people so what they fun. really want, which is a yeah a, a blue. Song. And I need to I need to talk about uh, since we since we weren't really here yet in Meet the Band on Wheelhouse the incredible vocalists oh yeah list them um, on incredible background uh vocalists that were on wheelhouse and on zombie blues um they came in and just smashed some of my dearest friends in the whole world um and i hope i don't leave anybody out but i know we had of course my wife crystal um and then our friends uh kara lawson whitney tucker zeke tucker um fallon smith Heather Bolton, who's actually my pastor's wife, as well as as just my straight up friend, um, uh, Gabe Bowen, 
Um, Chris, who else? Chris, Chris Carneal, yeah. who also, who also uh, assistant engineer the album. Uh, Ethan Martin uh, was the engineer at uh, at Arch Audio, and so um, they came in and just we just had a blast, dude. Um, and we're you know <laughs> it was fun to just bring them in. None of them had ever done like real studio you know several of them are in this group far flung tin can and so they had recorded um you know but it but hadn't gone into like a just a full-blown like world-class studio so to be able to bring them in was you know really nice and have have a couple nights together to to hang out with you know everybody and and we got to like sort of cross some worlds you know yeah several of them had not met you yet yeah and um you know whatever so we got to make some make some fun connections and um Robbie got to meet J- Robbie got to meet Jansen and they got to talk that's what I, talk guns. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. They they met and it was like they like clicked instantly and so it was, you know, a lot of fun. And and uh I guess I can tell this. I don't know. Jansen had just got a new gun and Jansen didn't think anything of it, dude. Jansen just I mean, Jansen carries and so he's like he pulls his gun out in the studio and is like showing it to Robbie and Ethan, the engineer was like, Whoa, whoa he's like, whoa. he's like, we like, got to put that I'm, up. We got to put that back in the bag. He's like, yeah, he actually made a joke. Yeah. But like, he's uh, like, I'm, I'm not nearly as comfortable as you guys are with these guns. Yeah. Obviously like this is not a thing that he was, you know? And so, uh, that was, you know, it was funny. Cause, cause it was like, I mean, it might as well have been, you know, like Jansen was comfortable pulling pulling a gun out in the studio as Biggie, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Robbie's so, obviously he's a like cop, Shug, so Rob, he's our Suge Knight yeah. essentially. And Robbie's a cop, so obviously he's comfortable around guns, and they're both comfortable around guns. But it was just like there's yeah. there's too much uh too much gangsta life going on in here. For <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. So that's my that's my like gun in the studio story from now that's on. Right. Like, yeah, you know, I've been, dude. I know what it's like in these in streets, the streets. You know, that's right. I remember. <laughs> Cats pulling guns in the studio and all this, you know, you want to talk about hard times. I've seen it, man. That's awesome. Mounds of, uh, you know, mounds of winter fresh gum on the organ and, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's fun. It's good, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that's the crew for wheelhouse. I think I, I think I got them. And if, if, if you haven't seen the video yet, the video is out there on YouTube. Um, my daughter autumn, uh, filmed it and, uh, you know, I pieced it together and put a, put a video out for wheelhouse. So that was a lot of fun. And that, so that to me really kind of closes out the, actual album um and then we get into the big jam at the end the uh like um the the bonus track or the you know it's sort of like so i I pictured it like this if you've never seen the um austin city limits tribute to stevie ray vaughn uh first of all wow (laughs) what are you doing with your life like go get it immediately because it's like just about all the greatest blues players who were still living and able in the world gathered to do this tribute to Steve Ray Vaughan. It's Clapton, it's Buddy Guy, it's Robert Cray, B.B. King, Dr. John, Bonnie Raitt, uh, and of course, Jimmy Vaughn, um, <laughs> Art Neville, um, you know, it's just this incredible uh, lineup. <clears throat> and so they each come out and they do one song with Double Trouble. Um, and then at the end, they all come out and do this instrumental jam. Right. And they just take turns, all 50, 15 of them, you know, taking a couple courses here and there and just, you know, kind of weaving in and out. Right. And, uh, and so that's kind of what I wanted to, to close the album out.
So um, brought you in, brought Robbie in, brought Colby back in. And um, and I, I think I sprung this on all of you guys. I don't think anybody knew this was coming. I was just like, okay, we're in E, just go, you know? And so I had y'all each just basically play through the song one time. Um, and just I took my favorite choruses and just kind of plugged them all in. You know what I mean? We The band the first night recorded like my leads. I just played through the whole song. And then, um, and then I just sort of, this is one that I just sort of pieced everything together for the solo wise and gave everybody different entrances and different spots and, you know, just kind of made it work after the fact. It wasn't like as live as it sounds. Yeah. Um, and I tried to write down but, who's what, if y'all are listening at home, I think Robbie's one, Rob's two, I'm three, Rob's four, Colby's five. Uh, and then I go six, Robbie seven, Colby eight, and Rob takes it out from there. So you'll you'll know yeah. who's who when you're listed through. Um, but it's uh, it's right. You, yeah, you know if you know. Well, you may not, but you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll know who sounds like who. Yeah, you, having already heard Colby and Robbie, yeah. I think you'll recognize them. And then the other one is you. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So it's like I think it's easy Robbie. enough to identify. But yeah, it was fun, man. It was good. I'm yeah. glad we did it. So, so it, was, it was a lot of fun. So. Great album. Uh, yeah. Y'all pick it so, up. Check it out. Let's get Rob to uh, the top 20. Um, hope y'all enjoy Streaming it. everywhere. Trust me. I'll let y'all know when we hit it. I'll let y'all know if we get this Blues Top 20 because I'll I'll make a very big deal out of it. Uh, just to be able to say that like I put out an album that made it into the Blues Top 20. I mean, that's lifetime goals yeah. for me. You know what I mean? For a guy who's not like a touring musician uh you know what I mean? And it, I mean, I'm on a level of independent that is like, you know what I mean? I don't have budgets for things at all. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, ha- I personally don't have one penny tied up in this record. I don't think, except for what I, except for what I, you know, gave the band for coming out to play. And, and I, for changing your strings, only- paying for your own guitar because yeah, you're not sponsored just, on strings yet. That's right. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm did you completely- get those strings for free from your brother-in-law or family member? No, no, no. I, I did. I paid for them, but I did get so them you cheap. You may not yeah. even have money uh, in strings. So- yeah. So uh, anyway, this to 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 make it into the Blues Top Twenty from that level of of independent is is going to be a real achievement. So if we pull this off, I'm I've got you guys to thank for it uh, for sure. So I uh, hope you guys really enjoy it. It's streaming everywhere: Spotify, iTunes, um, all the places. It's even on uh, on YouTube um, if you're too cheap to pay for streaming. So um, <laughs> so it's all over the place. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys like it. I, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really proud of the way it came out and it was a real treat to get everybody, you know, get all my, so many of my friends involved. Um, you know, that was worth the whole thing. Just, just being able to do that. So read the word. All right, guys. Hope y'all enjoy the link is in the show notes. Um, and, uh, otherwise you can just search for Rob Alley and the album is called also ran blues, man. And just stream it, man. Play it over and over today. Do me a favor. Just turn your volume off and just put it on repeat. I don't care. Um, and let's uh, let's get this thing into the Blues Top 20. Let's do cool. it. Well, I'm proud of you, Rob. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody out there. We'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. We'll see you. I know this was kind of a between the weeks, but we'll see you guys again yeah. on Wednesday. So the next Wednesday. So. Yeah. Oh, somebody. Oh, one of my friends from high school just texted me. I just saw it come up that he pre-ordered the album. Stoked to listen to it. So uh, I'm, hey, thanks. Don Cho, if you're out there listening, thanks so much. Buddy. I appreciate Here it, man. All right, we'll see you guys again uh, next time on the Great Song Podcast. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.